0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, June 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. Stabenow optimistic on food supply plan. Uncertainty eases with China buy. CDC, OSHA recommended worker protections. Stabenow looks to shape the next aid package. Top Democrat of the Senate Ag Committee, Michigan's Debbie Stabenow tells AgriPulse She's monitoring the farm economy of the USDA's coronavirus food assistance program to see what additional help may be needed. Stavada said she's watching what is happening to farmers as well as what is happening to families and food access. She's optimistic about getting the Food Supply Protection Act that she introduced last week included in the next big aid package, given that the bill has the support of numerous ag groups. The $8 billion FSPA includes funding for protective gear for farm workers and processing plant employees, as well as funding to facilitate the distribution of surplus commodities. For more on that bill, plus the latest on how the U.S.-China relations are impacting American producers, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Take note, two-thirds of farmers believe that more CFAP payments will be necessary. That according to the latest monthly Purdue CME Group survey of producer sentiment. More than 70% of the farmers surveyed are either very worried or fairly worried about pandemic's impact on their farms' profitability this year. Some 81% of the farmers surveyed in May said they were either very concerned or somewhat concerned about the ethanol industry. By the way... Without special government aid, a Kansas State University analysis projects net income for the average farm could plunge to just over $14,000 this year, down from over $110,000 in 2019. That analysis doesn't account for USDA's new Coronavirus Food Assistance Program payments. sign up started last week. Wheat and Ag Producers Seek CFAP Payments The National Association of Wheat Growers is asking USDA to reconsider denying CFAP payments to two classes of wheat, hard red winter and soft red winter. USDA determined CFAP eligibility on whether the price of a particular commodity had dropped by at least 5% between mid-January and mid-April. The National Association of Wheat Growers argues in a letter to USDA that the department should have also considered price volatility during that three-month period. Iowa Senators Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst, as well as Governor Kim Reynolds, the state's governor, are asking USDA to make egg producers eligible for payments. Although prices for shell eggs spiked as the pandemic took hold, markets for liquid egg products collapsed. Iowa is by far the nation's largest egg producer. China buys U.S. soy eases uncertainty. The fact that the USDA announced it yesterday... Chinese buyers purchased another 132,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans for delivery in the 2021 marketing year. It's a good sign that trade continues amid rising tensions between the two countries. That's the word of U.S. Soy Export Council CEO Jim Sutter. Still, uncertainty remains about the future of trade as ties between the U.S. and China fray over Hong Kong and the origins of COVID-19 pandemic. Concerns flared after a recent report that Chinese buyers were purchasing Brazilian soybeans at a premium. We've been working for 40 years in China to develop long-term relationship with importers and stakeholders, Sutter said. We want to get back to working on that long-term relationship. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, with all this uncertainty, it makes it extremely transactional and the opposite sort of relationship than we want to have. CDC OSHA recommended protections for farm workers. The CDC and OSHA have issued joint guidance for protecting agricultural workers from the coronavirus. One of the key recommendations is to assign workers to groups and to keep them together in order to minimize their contact with other employees. Doing so not only minimizes contact between employees, but also minimizes the number that have to be quarantined when there's an outbreak. To the same end, workers who reside together should be transported together and assigned to the same work groups, according to the guidance. The guidance also recommends that ill workers be kept away from livestock. Since we don't know for sure which animals can be infected with the virus that causes COVID-19, then sick workers should stay away from animals, including livestock and pets, during their illness. USDA reported yesterday that a dog, a pet German Shepherd in New York, had tested positive for the U.S. for the first time. The dog expected to recover. Roundup Appeal closely watched as settlement nears. Lawyers for Monsanto and the first person to win a multimillion-dollar verdict for Roundup exposure made their cases before California appellate judges yesterday at a crucial moment in negotiations over a possible $10 billion settlement for all Roundup plaintiffs. Parent company Bayer is reported to ready to ink a deal covering some 50,000 plaintiffs who allege Roundup exposure caused their cancers. But how appellate courts rule on judgments that have already gone against Bayer or how observers think the courts will rule will likely figure into the calculations of lawyers on both sides. In this case, it wasn't clear how the three judges of California's first appellate district will rule. But they did spend some time debating whether Dwayne Johnson should have been awarded $33 million in future non-economic damages. Monsanto's lawyer argued that $1.5 million made more sense since Johnson's life expectancy at the time of the 2018 trial uh, was one and a half years. Johnson, who's still alive, has received nothing so far. Industry. New sanitizer regs still too restrictive. Ethanol industry groups are glad to see clear guidance from the Food and Drug Administration released Monday on producing hand sanitizer. But RFA President and CEO Jeff Cooper's calling new interim limits for certain impurities to produce hand sanitizer a roadblock for producers who could supply huge volumes of uh, ethyl alcohol to manufacturers cooper argued the interim limits are quote eight times more restrictive than what is typically found at a glass of wine typically a glass of wine has 300 to 500 parts per million of acetaldehyde he said the new guidance has a 50 part per million limit on acetaldehyde content in ethanol here's today's she said it lord knows our farmers have been hit for the last few years on a chaotic trade policy They're constantly battling the horrible weather events. And then to have COVID-19 on top of it is just unbelievable. That's Senator Debbie Stabenow, the top Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, June 3rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Viller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dalley.